Welcome to the Sunrise Podcast with Dr. M.M. Amakaro. We hope you enjoy it. First Samuel chapter 1. I want to read from verse 10. And she was in bitterness of soul and prayed to the Lord and wept in anguish. Then she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your maidservant and remember me and not forget your maidservant, you will give me give your maidservant a male child, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life, and no razor shall come upon his head. And it happened as she continued praying before the Lord that Eli washed her mouth. Now Hannah spoke in her heart, only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore Eli thought she was drunk. So Eli said to her, how long will you be drunk? Put your wine away from you. But Hannah answered and said, no, my Lord, I am a woman of sorrowful spirits. I have drunk neither wine nor intoxicating drink, but have poured out my heart before the Lord. Amen. I am a woman of sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor intoxicating drink, but have poured out my heart, my soul before the Lord. Amen. Yesterday we read Isaiah 40, 28, 31. He said, have you not known, have you not heard, the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither fence nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak and to those who have no might, he increases strength. And it goes on to 31 to say, but those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Amen. We see a broken woman here. This is Hannah, who was married to a man called Elkanah. And Hannah was not the only wife. There was Penina in the house had been blessed with many children but Hannah had no child and the Bible records that this situation caused the enemy her rival who became her enemy the other woman Penina to provoke her severely and to make her miserable because she could not bear children Year after year, this happened. Year after year. And every, every year, every situation, the fact that this remained the same, and the enemy continued, the rival continued to torment, this thing was drawing her strength, was drawing her strength, was drawing her strength, was drawing her self-worth, was drawing her self-esteem. At some point, she became so miserable. This is the Bible recording it. She became so miserable 
the Bible records that a time came when she decided, when she looked, the only option she had was to bind herself to God, to wait on the Lord, to go to God as she was, to take her weariness to God, to go and pour out herself to God, to look up to God. And the Bible records it that she was so weary and so sorrowful and felt so tormented and so provoked that she had no words. The weariness has sucked every strength to utter a word. Her brokenness had broken her and broken her ability to roll her tongue and for the word to come. The sinking feeling could no longer be expressed. She had run out of words. She was crushed. And she came to that point that just staying in the presence of God and letting her heart talk was all that she could do, she could muster. But it turned out that was the place to go. That was exactly what to do. How do we know that? Because we read it here. It said, even the youth shall faint and be weary. Even the youth. And this woman was not in her youth because she had married for a long time. The other woman that they married at the same time with had had her own children. So even the you say even the young men shall utterly fail. So no strength, not physical strength, nor how you look. There are situations that are crushing. Except you know where to go. Except you know where to drink. This still relates to come to the waters and drink. Bye. But here we are talking about but those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. Where do you go to go and get strength? When the words from your mouth has failed you, when you have cannot even express yourself, when the pain is so much, when the weariness is so much, when the misery is so much, where do you go? So we see Hannah here. This is a clear case study of what we read yesterday. But they who wait on the Lord they who wait on the Lord. She knew where to go. She arose from where they were eating and drinking. She had wept for so long. Weeping didn't do anything for her. Tears did not do anything for her. Self-pity did not help her. The other woman was in the glory of her pride. The other woman was counting her assets and comparing self to self. The Bible says it provoked her so. It does not necessarily have to be a rival. It does not necessarily have to be a situation of competition. But it makes it worse when it is in your face. When the tormentor is within and is staring you in the face. It could be anything. It could be when hope begins to dry up. So we see here, this woman, where the Bible says, she prayed to the Lord and wept in anguish. 
This was her last bus stop. Prayer as the last bus stop. If I should be the first, the second, the third, the fourth, and the last bus stop, this is where to go. This is where to go. So we see a situation here where even the man of God who sat there could not understand, could not search out her heart. You see, it's about God. Because here he says, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither fence nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. Without talking, just groaning, crying in anguish, just staying there and her mouth moving, no word coming, but heaven understood. Heaven understood. So it was while Eli was watching, we have read that Eli assumed that she was drunk. You see, men will assume anything. Even men of God, it's not everything that God just tells them. Men will see you and assume anything. The place to go is the connection of your heart to the only one who understands. The one who can never be weary of receiving your prayer and hearing your voice. The one whose understanding is unsearchable. But how do we know that Hannah receives strength? We see it here. When after she told Eli that do not consider your maidservant a wicked woman, for out of the abundance of my complaint and grief, I have spoken. Until now. She had been talking to God. She was not talking to man. And God understood her language. God understood her silence. And the man of God could only say, go in peace. And the God of Israel grant your petition which you have asked him. And she said, let your maidservant find favor in your sight. Amen. So the woman went. This is where we are going. So the woman went her way and ate and her face was no longer sad. Amen. What changed her countenance? What took away the sadness? What relieved her of the anguish? What took away the sorrow? What was it? Because as at this time, she had not yet gotten her, what she asked of God. So how did she arise from there? A different person. She went in a weary, heartbroken, crushed, dejected, miserable, weeping person, full of pity. And she released her burden. She knew where to pour it. She knew where to lay it. And then she arose a different person, a different countenance. And she went her way. So what happened? Father, we thank you because you can not a man to lie. You are not a man to lie. He said, but those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. She went there and her strength was renewed because she released her brokenness. She released her tears. She released her heart to the one who is never weary. I'm sure maybe other people had heard her and heard her. When they see her coming, they'll take another part. They say, this one has come. I think this is very instructive for us. It is not how many times you go to somebody to lay complaint. It is not how many times you carry your burden. 
and you call it pity party. May God help us. It is not how many times you just, you know, go on and on and on and on and on. It is how many times you kneel. It matters who you're talking to. It matters who you're talking to. So we see this woman. She arose from where others were dining. She went straight to pour out the bitterness of her soul. Say so she prayed to the Lord and wept in anguish. The place to renew strength is not in the presence of all who are chipping in and pitying you. Because they get up from there, you don't know what they're saying. The place to renew strength is to identify who loves you, who has the power to change the situation, who will never be weary, midnight, daytime, early morning, who will never be weary, and who knows what to do, and who has the water that will refresh you, who has the blanket that will cover you, the comfort. And who has the miracle walking power to turn around that situation. And what to bring is faith. So we see Hannah. After the man of God has joined faith with her. And say, oh, I thought you were drunk. And let God grant you the desires of your heart. The Bible says she arose. And her face was no longer sad. In other words, she believed that God had her. She believed and she had released all her burden. She believed that she arose. Her rising up is leaving that burden behind. And what she received was what we read yesterday. They shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. She started a new walk. And there was no fainting. So we see that the next thing that happened was that that strength that she received, that prayer that she prayed, rising with faith, believing that she had received, because that's the only thing that could have changed her countenance, came true for her. The Bible says, when Elkanah, the husband, met her, she conceived, and Samuel was born. Father, we thank you. So the beauty of this thing, what makes me so excited about First Samuel, chapters 1 and 2, is the prayer of Hannah. This is a woman who went in weak, who went in weary, who went in miserable. This is a woman who was mocked, who was provoked, who was tortured. This is a woman who had nothing, who came empty. And the only difference, the only factor was that she went on her knees. And she knew who to talk to. She poured out her heart. Even when she was too weary to speak, her heart was speaking. This all-knowing God, this faithful God, this merciful God, this compassionate God, this one that says, I will send you a helper. I will not leave you as an orphan. Knows when we are weary. Knows when we pour our heart. He knows when we have no option. He knows when we are totally flat out. He knows what to do. This is the same Hannah who is coming in chapter 2 and saying, my heart rejoices in the Lord. My horn is exalted in the Lord. 
I smile at my enemies because I rejoice in your salvation. Amen. The same enemies who provoked her, the same enemy who made her to be so miserable, she's now smiling. Father, we worship you. The time of your smiling has come. The time of our smiling has come because he has renewed our strength. Because he has renewed our strength. Because by drinking of the water, by receiving the word, by releasing our hearts, by praying a prayer of it, we are rising and mounting on wings. He's no longer the one. You're no longer the one walking. He's the one carrying you. And he knows what to do. So he continues to say, talk no more so very proudly. Now she has strength. Let no arrogance come from your mouth. Yeah, this is the pride of the power of the rival. The pride of the power of the enemy. The arrogance that used to come from their mouth that she now has strength to address. Before she used to scurry off to hide. But she knew where to go to receive power. Now she's speaking as a manner of testimony. Not that she's attacking anybody. This is a song. They call it the prayer. It's the song of deliverance. It's the song of Hannah. Having released herself to God. And having received power from God. Now she is just dismissing the arrogance of the enemy. She's dismissing the taunting of the enemy. Because she has found strength from God. So he said, talk no more very proudly. Let no arrogance come from your mouth. For the Lord is the God of knowledge, and by him actions are weighed. The bows of the mighty men are broken. Amen. That bow that they bring at you, whether it is bow of words, whether it is action, whether it's being dismissal, making you invisible in any manner, in any way, whether it's torture, tormenting, that bow is broken. The same God of Hannah is the God of today. The one who visited that lone woman, that one who was miserable and bitter and sorrowful, that the pastor thought she was drunk. But the same woman who knew where to go. Because you know where to go today. Because you are receiving this word and coming on your knees and crying to God for divine intervention. Crying to God for answers. Crying to God to cause you to smile. Crying to God to dismiss the arrogance and the pridefulness of the wicked. Those ones who have said, let us see how this will happen. That God, the way he did it for Hannah, He's doing it for everyone who will believe in Jesus' name. Say, so those who were full have hired themselves out for bread, and the hungry have ceased to hunger. Even the barren has borne seven, <laughs> and she who has many children has become feeble. <laughs> Verse 3. Verse 4, it says, the bow of the mighty men are broken, and those who stumbled are guided with strength. That is the crux of what we are saying. If you are stumbling today, ask God for strength. If anything is provoking you sore today, go on your knees. He hears you. Even where you cannot rule it out with your tongue, just stay in his presence. He will read your heart. That's the best place to go. Not pity party. And call this and call that and call people to say, no complaining. Just go to your knees. Talk to your father. Rising from there, your countenance will be different. You will know exactly what to do. Strength, your strength will be renewed. Your weak and your weary has promised. 
that if you wait upon him, if you bind yourself to him, if you gaze at him, if you stay at his word, if you pick up a word and meditate on it and remind him that this is what he said, when you rise from there, you will know that he has heard you and you will receive strength. Father, we worship you today. So magnifies you. For we look in your Holy One. We see the people that you pulled from weariness into strength. We thank you for the word you sent to us. That even our strength will fail us. Even the youths, even the strong men, we cannot go by their power because of the unprecedented times and the things that we see. And the obstacles and the barriers that when you look, they seem stronger. And above all, because of the pride of the power of the enemy, because of the arrogance that oozes from their mouth, the arrogance of their actions. But we know there is a God in heaven, the one who is a way maker, the one who is a promise keeper, the one who knows what to do, the one who brings light in darkness. We worship you today, and we bring today as many as are weak and weary, as many as looking to renew their strength. As many that are even so troubled, they cannot even share their words with others. They stay in the place of prayer. They can't open their mouths. As many that seem that darkness is covering and it seems that darkness is winning over light. Jehovah God, you have shown us that darkness can never overtake light. You are the light and your word is the light. Let this word reach us in the darker places. Let this word reach us in the weakest places of our life. Let this word overpower darkness. Let this light overpower darkness. That it let us arise from this place by this word. Let our face, our countenance be different. Why? Because we have touched your garments. Why? Because we have touched your word. We have fellowship with the word, which is Jesus. This is what the difference is. This is the difference. The God of Hannah, we call you into every situation. A God who wrote in the sent in the book of Isaiah that even though we are weary and weak, that you renew our strength. If we wait upon you, as many as are waiting, as many as are holding on to this word, as many as are rejoicing at this word, as many of you have a God that believe that you can change their situation. Father, let this power surge. Let the strength of God come into them. Let their countenance as their rise be different. Let them move in power. Let them move knowing that they have been visited. Worship you today, Holy Father. Thank you for our families. Thank you for our children. Each in their different situation. Each each member of the families in their different situation, each each government and countries in their different, different situation. Holy Father, we are praying that the answers are in you. The answers are with you. Let your name be magnified in each of our individual lives. Do what only you can do. Visit your people. Visit your people. Renew our strength. Because you told us yesterday, that you give power to the weak. And to those who have no might, you increase their strength. See how you increase the strength of Hannah. See how you restored. See how you made Hannah to jump up and begin to sink, to even smile at her enemy. Father, this is our portion. Thank you for breaking the pride of the power of the arrogance. Thank you for breaking the pride of the power of situations that seem to think they can overcome us. Thank you, Jesus, for letting no arrogance come anymore from the mouth of tormentors. Thank you for showing yourself strong. The Lord God, who is the God of knowledge, the one who weighs actions. Thank you for visiting your people. Be exalted, Holy Father. Thank you for turning that child around, a child who has been, by way of behavior and activity, 
the torment of the parents. Jehovah visit that situation and turn that child around to your glory. We will lose nothing. Thank you, Holy Father. For you say they shall look at this generation and know that this is the generation you are blessed. The generation of our children are blessed. Have your way, Holy Father. Be exalted. Thank you for sending us this word. We have received it with thanksgiving. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen.